What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk, and today we are going to dive into our top five running backs and our top five linebackers for this year's NFL Draft. Wyatt, who is your number five linebacker? Uh, my number five uh, linebacker is Troy Dye from uh, Oregon. Okay. Uh, the reason he's uh, on this on my list at number five is I think he has good instincts. I think he's a really smart player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that comes with just like I mean he's what what is he a four year starter or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And but the thing with me that holds him back a little bit is his athleticism. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that was yeah. something that when I was watching him, um, I was like, is it me or is he just like not look athletic? Like yeah, <laughs> that was kind of like the thing that for, like for me that was like one of the big negatives uh, that popped off. For yeah, me. I think but his smarts and his good instincts I think help him out. Mm. But his athleticism does hurt him a lot. Like he doesn't reach sideline, uh, sideline to sideline like you want a linebacker to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I think that just hurts him. That's why he's number five. I think he's a day three pick. I think a lot of these linebackers are going to be day three picks. I think they're mm-hmm. a couple that could be uh, day one picks, and there are a couple that could be day two picks. But I think majority of these linebackers are going to pick day three. Like I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Chura Die is like picked. Um, third round like late third round or so like early fourth I mean which would I know would be day three but I think like third round is a real possibility uh, just for the like some of the reasons you pointed out I think he is super smart I think he reads and reacts pretty well mm-hmm. um, he just doesn't move super fluidly uh, you know sometimes it kind of takes him a little bit to kind of get started up and move side to side he can kind of get juked out a little bit too much for mm-hmm. me um, but I thought he was a good player um, he did not make my top five though yeah so my number five player is Akeem Davis Gaither, Appalachian State Ooh. linebacker. Ooh, he's my number four. All right, so yeah, we can talk about yeah, it. So yeah. he's your number four. Yeah. He has my number five. So I'll just read some of my uh, my notes real quick, and then you can kind of dive into what you think about mm-hmm. him. Uh, great pursuit and motor. That was one of the biggest things that popped that off. That dude, like, if you're talking this, about effort players, he's probably the best effort linebacker you have in this draft. Yeah, I, I mean, I just – I. I, I like, I was just wanting to find more and more film on him so I could just continue to watch him because I just really enjoyed uh, diving in and, and seeing what kind of player he was. And then the fact that he just had such a high motor, I was like, is there just any more tape I can watch? Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched quite a bit of stuff on him and uh, just really, really liked him. Uh, I said, yeah, he has a knack for batting balls down at the line of scrimmage. He just uh, sometimes, like, when he's rushing, um, I feel like just because he's undersized, sometimes he's not able to – uh, you know, get a couple moves off. And then so instead he'll just kind of sit back and kind of watch the quarterback. And he just is really good at batting balls down. Uh, I really like him a lot in coverage. Um, I think he has a lot of experience dropping back and playing zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Pro Football Focus said this year he played like 319 snaps in coverage um, versus like 180-something snaps uh, on the edge. So, you know, he's pretty – I think he's pretty comfortable playing in coverage. I think he actually does a really good job. He moves really well. Yeah, he covers He covers tight ends. Like, yeah. No, like, uh, so that's what I said. I said – I was going to say, shows the ability to man up tight ends. Yeah, um, I think if you want somebody that can guard a Travis Kelsey, a Zach Ertz, mm-hmm. there, there's your guy. Or a Rob Gronkowski, if, if he does come back, or whoever's going to be the next Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. I think he's your guy. Uh, and he just – if it's, I liked uh, watching him in the run game, and when they, I didn't like him necessarily on the edge as the edge rusher. Mm-hmm. I think he's more of an inside linebacker. Uh, but he has a really good bend, 
Yes. Uh, like, <laughs> like if na- he, just a natural bend. Yeah, there was a couple of times on like uh, where he got around a uh, pulling guard or a pulling tackle, and w- with his bend alone, like he was able to bend around them somehow and then mm. make the tackle. Yeah. Uh, in the backfield, he he has very very high potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he does have some rawness to him a little bit. Yes. Uh, yeah, I do too. Um, yeah. So like, I, like kind of like you mentioned. I, uh, I he does have experience on the edge, like I mm-hmm. kind of like I mentioned, um, very good burst, and he has a great bend around the edge. Just I think he is raw in that area, and I just don't think you're, I don't think you're really gonna put him in that spot anyways. Like I think if you needed a guy that can like maybe like a rush edge guy where mm-hmm. hey it's third and long, all right, we can we'll put you on the edge, we'll let you kind of. But do I wouldn't even blame doing that because he's so good in coverage. That yeah, that too, that's that's my thing. Um, I think I think it lends him to be more, uh, to being a dangerous blitzer. Yeah. Um, uh, a guy that can, you know, that can bend, that can move, that can, uh, you know, shake his way around some guards or tackles. Or if you play him on a, st- uh, on a uh, slant. Yeah. Uh, on a slant move. Or uh, some, kind of, uh, some kind of stunt. Yeah, yeah and uh, he's just, and the thing also is he wants to hit people. I've seen a couple of times where uh, Ray Max, again, held up by a couple of people, and he just comes in and lays the uh, lays the hammer on the running back, and he he has some really good intensity. Yeah, uh, yeah, that you want from the linebacker position. Uh, he wants to hit people as well. So I think you get him with the right right coach or the right organization. He could be one of the better linebackers in the league. Yeah, and just I, I would say the biggest negative for me, um, you know, I do think he takes on blocks really well. So I think he um, he knows how to take on a block and he knows how to you know kind of swim around them. My thing is when somebody gets their hands on him. I don't he think doesn't. he's. I don't think he's great at block shedding. No. And sometimes he can kind of get lost in the trash, um, trying to like read and and get in there. And I just I, think he that's just really undersized. Uh, very. I, also, I think like you're saying, like I think sometimes like he does shoot the gap mm-hmm. a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, instead of reading and reacting, uh, and I think that comes with him just not playing that position a whole lot. Him just mainly being a coverage linebacker at times, mm-hmm. and also. Uh, playing on the edge, if you just strictly put him to linebacker and you give him a little bit of experience there, I think he get obviously you're going to get the instincts with more play and more uh, repetition at that position. Mm. He could be, I'm just his potential is uh, I think uh, past the sky. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I I just loved I loved him as a player. I just think you know playing at Appalachian State, yeah, he he would play really good competition. You know, he's a senior bowl kind of guy. Um, you know, high character, high motor, high effort, that all the mm-hmm. things that you want in a guy. I think he, in my opinion, he's a late second round, third round guy. Yeah, I, I, think I think you so have too. to take him in that area. Um, he could be the next I, Darius Leonard or something And that's like that. the thing is what I was going to say is like, I, I am careful to say like, you know, being undersized where um, I, I agree with what you say. Like, don't put him on the edge. I wouldn't really feel comfortable with him being in that spot. I would feel more comfortable with him being an off-ball linebacker that um, that you can blitz, that you can kind of do stunts with. Um, but I feel much better about him, you know, playing like a uh, like a weak side linebacker, um, or you know, and just being able to drop back in coverage and, and really be kind of an instinctual kind of guy and just continue to grow, uh, you know, his football IQ in that sense. So I really did like uh, Davis Gaither. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was your number four. So that leaves me to my number four. Yeah, and this might come as a shock. It's uh, it's Kenneth Murray. That's Kenneth Murray. It's Kenneth Murray. Nah. Um, so for me, like being an Oklahoma fan, 
uh, Kenneth Murray is one of those guys that like uh, I've just really grown to like love quite a bit um, as a football player. Like you just love watching him. You love his effort. Uh, you hear about the character and, and the leader that he is. Um, having two um, was it two siblings that are autistic mm-hmm. um, and being like such a, a huge part of their lives and really taking care of them and just being such a um, a great brother and a, you know and a great person uh, to them. And uh, and so those things for me um, really like. Uh, elevate him as as a player even more so uh like and and the thing for him is he is absolutely just a freak um he he is gifted with great physical traits he's super long uh you know he moves very fluid with his hips he's very explosive and fast um you know has you know he has some physicality and nastiness to his game at times um i just feel he's kind of like overall just really raw Mm -hmm. you know uh you know, I feel like he's raw in coverage. I feel like that's his biggest weakness. I, I don't really like him too much in coverage. I think he's going to have to really um, grow and learn um, over mm-hmm. the first couple years of his career to kind of like get comfortable playing in kind of a zone coverage or um, if you want him to go kind of, uh, you know, put some hands on the tight end and do that. Uh, he's just going to have to really grow in that area for me to feel comfortable. Um, but I feel like because he's such a great athlete, the potential for that is yeah. is insanely high for him to be a great coverage linebacker. He's just going to have to really learn that. Yeah. Um, I said he has a really good feel for the run game, although sometimes he guesses and shoots uh, shoots the wrong gap. He's, I feel like he's a little bit too aggressive um, and doesn't trust his instincts enough in the run game. And uh, and I feel like he's just he tries to be a little bit too downhill at times. I said, and I think this is going to be one of your negatives as well, he just has a... He just has a big um, problem of getting off blocks. Like, he mm-hmm. has great length, and at times you'll see when he comes up, he, he engages, puts his hands on, and guys aren't guys can't even reach his chest. But then most of the time he just, like, runs straight into him, yeah. like, with no arms, and he gets grabbed, and he just he has he really hard – like, even with tight ends, he has a hard time sometimes getting off of their blocks. Yeah, I think it has to come with his uh, – it's not even that he has a small stature. He looks small. He does there. look like he's smaller, yeah. Yeah, like he, they uh, CBS has him listed as two hundred forty one. I would, I would say that. Uh, I, I, I think Patrick Queen, who's, uh, well, he's also three inches shorter too. Who's two, uh, who's two thirty, looks bigger than, looks way bigger than him. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think he plays smaller. Uh, not, I'm not going to give away where he's at in my list, uh, but I do think he plays smaller mm-hmm. uh, than what he should at times. Yeah, and I just think. Again, that, that's just really the biggest thing for me is um, he has such insane potential to be like a superstar linebacker in this league. Um, he is more akin, in my opinion, to being like a Darius Leonard because of the, the insanely high motor, the insanely high character traits that you see in him as a person, um, as a teammate, and as, a, as like a cornerstone guy for your franchise. I just think he's really going to have to develop and refine his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, football IQ-wise, coverage-wise, just being able to draw back into coverage and um, and you see at times when he drops back, I mean, quarterbacks have a, it, have a really difficult time throwing around him because he's so freaking long. Like, he just, you know, he just gets in passing lanes. Yeah. And uh, if he can just really understand and, and be able to read and react a lot better in coverage um, and then just fix a few things in the run game, I think mm-hmm. right now, I think he's a late first-round pick, early second, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being an Oklahoma guy, I'm just going to have a lot of, you know, have a lot of love for, you know, somebody coming out of Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of shocked for, you know, for me to have him at number four on my list. Mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting him to be higher. Uh, but as I just got watching, I just felt um, he's just a little bit too raw as a prospect for me to put any higher. Yeah. yeah. So my number three is uh, Patrick Queen. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I. My my biggest thing, my biggest difference between him and Kenneth Murray is, I do think Kenneth Murray is a is good in coverage. I like not great in coverage, but I think he's I think he's doable in coverage. I think uh, if you put him there, he'll be fine. I, but with Patrick Queen, I think this is his biggest problem. He doesn't have the experience yet. Uh, yeah. He gets uh, sucked That's into fair. run plays. Or or not wrong, the play action plays he gets sucked in a lot. You see him like come up like good three or four yards, and then he has to drop back immediately because mm-hmm. uh, he realizes it's a uh, play action play. Mm-hmm. Besides that, though, he really has nothing. I think he's a really good uh, run stopping in the box linebacker. Uh, I do think he shoots the gap at times, and I think that's to do with experience again, where he shows great instincts at times. But also, he does show a uh, lack of, uh, I guess, on-field maturity where he just doesn't have enough uh, enough experience yet. And mm. I heard something about uh, Ed, Ed Orgeron saying that the reason he wasn't starting at the beginning of the year is because he didn't know how to read. Uh, he didn't know how to uh, read read and react uh, as good as the other linebackers did. Uh, Jordan was the same Jordan. Jordan Phillips and then uh, Michael Devaney Jr. Uh, but he has the athletic uh, athleticism and the physicality because when when mm. you when you look on him on tape, he wants to hit people. He's yeah. smashing into people. Uh, there was a play where he didn't wrap up on. Uh, it's like the only time I don't think he ever wrapped up on a hit yeah. was against Najee Harris. That's a big dude. Mm. Uh, and he went in and he tried to lay the blow on uh, Najee Harris. It didn't. It didn't work out because Najee Harris is like six four, like <laughs> two forty. Yeah. Uh, but that that's another kind of athlete. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. another kind of person. Uh, but you, you just show like that he wants to hit people. Yeah. He wants to play football. Uh, my thing with him, why he's number three, is he's very raw. Mm. I still think if you gave him the right coach and had the right coach. Uh, Refine his skills, develop him. He could be a very good linebacker in this league. Uh, it's just that he's very raw. And the same thing. Question with the other LSU prospect, uh, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. One year wonder. You know, it's not enough. Uh, it's been one really good year. Mm-hmm. Can he improve on that year, or does he regress after the year? As well, uh, but I really like uh, Patrick Quinn. I think he has a lot of potential, and he can develop into something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, where does that leave me at? My number three. Yep. So my number three is a man that has already been on this list. His name is Zach Bond. Um, oh, you cheated there. I didn't, I didn't cheat. You now, cheated. I didn't, I didn't put Zach Bond on my list. I didn't, I didn't cheat because I, I feel like the reason he was number five. Uh, on my list as an edge rusher was just simply because I felt like he was just one of the better edge, like pure like um, pass rushers, like with just uh, his skill set on the edge and doing different things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel his best um, position in the NFL is going to be off-ball linebacker, where you're going to be able to blitz him, you're going to be able to play him on the edge if you want to. And when I was watching him on, you know, on film and really getting a feel for uh what he could possibly do as an off-ball linebacker i just really like that idea a lot better than him actually being like an edge defender um and like i said in my notes uh i just think you know i think he projects 
um, as that you know to that position um, a lot more. And then, and then just having that ability to rush the passer is just going to make him that much of a sweeter prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel he's not big enough to play on the edge consistently um, and on a regular basis. You know, I feel like if, hey, if you need him to at times, he can give you some good edge, uh, some edge defense. He can set the edge. He's got good hands. He's got good technique. I just feel like if you're going to ask him to do that um, for the majority of his career, it's not going to work out as well as you want in the run game. Um, but when he's playing off the ball and he's able to like kind of roam and read and react, he's way better as a player um, in the run game. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just and the, and the other thing for me and the reason I have him above Kenneth Murray mm-hmm. is because of his coverage. Yeah, I really like him in coverage. He has the experience in coverage. He knows how to drop back. He knows how to read quarterbacks. Um, he knows how to go make plays. Uh, and I think he does a good job of taking on, you know, running backs or tight ends or whatever, you know, comes his way and, and being able to really uh, make some plays and, you know, in that area. Mm-hmm. I think he just moves very well. And uh, and my last note was just basically he just seems like a very versatile New England kind of player. Like, I'm not going to be surprised if New England at 23 sees Zach Bond and is like, man, is, is he is he Dante Hightower? Is he, is he a guy that comes and plays off ball uh, linebacker and then that's why I, when we uh, need him to? So I compare him to Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, uh, I think he, I think he does have the skill set of playing the off-ball linebacker, and also, I think you can play him at edge consistently, and he'll be just fine there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't play him on my list because I, I just think he's he, he's an edge rusher, but uh, I, I did, but I do think he can play inside linebacker though. Yeah, I, I just think again, like I said, he's just more of an off-ball linebacker in NFL terms with the ability to rush the passer. Because mm-hmm. I still think you can put him on the edge. You can still have him rush the passer as like a pure pass rusher mm-hmm. um, at times in certain situations. And I think he could be very productive in that sense. But I think he's going to be a lot more useful and have a lot more impact on the team if, if you can drop him back into coverage more, if you can allow him to read and react and play off the ball or play off the line of scrimmage, excuse me, and really kind of get in there and cause chaos in that sense in the run game. Because um, I just think sometimes he can he can get swallowed up if he's just purely on the edge. Because um, I don't think he has you know the greatest size in the world to be like a true like you know in your face nasty kind of you know edge setter as a run guy. Yeah. So, um, but I like Zach Bond a lot, man. Just his versatility is um, uh, just off the charts as far as what he's able to do. Yeah. So he's number three for me. Uh, so that means my number two is Kenneth Murray. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I just I really like his athleticism. Uh, I do agree with you; he is raw mm-hmm. at times, but uh, I just, his his motor and his effort on plays like he never gives up on plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see him, like you said, uh, somebody engage in him, uh, and then they let him go. They stop on the play, but he's not stopping. And all of a sudden, you see him go get a sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, I think he's. He has a lot of potential. Him and Patrick Queen are very similar to me. I just think he's has the more experience at linebacker. Mm-hmm. It's why I have him over uh, Patrick Queen. I think he's a little more consistent at reading and reacting. Okay. Uh, and like I said before, I think he's I think he's solid in coverage. I don't think he's uh, amazing in coverage. Uh, mm. But I think he's a uh, very solid. I, like you said, I think his his long arms help him out a lot. Uh, I think he can guard tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 
I, obviously, I think he guards running backs as well. Uh, he's he's a very special athlete at linebacker, uh, and I I like the comparison to uh, uh, Darius Leonard there. I think him or uh, Akeem Davis uh, Gaither. Mm. Uh, I think both of them could easily be like the next uh, Darius Leonard type of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, I think Kenneth Murray needs some uh, needs to refine some of his skills. Uh, needs to get polished a little bit because mm-hmm. he is raw. Mm-hmm. But the sky's the limit for him and Patrick Queen. I think both of them could be him, Patrick Queen, and Akeem Davis Gaither. Uh, I think the sky's the limit and potential for all three of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, is that it for you? Yeah, that's it. So my number two player is uh, linebacker. Excuse me, is Patrick Queen, mm-hmm. um, and I just think he he has a really good feel for coverage, right? Like yeah. I do think he's raw, um, just being more of a one year starter kind of guy that came in and just really just yeah. uh, played phenomenal, just really. Uh, took hold of that position and, and just took that chance and ran with it. And you see, like throughout the games with uh, Patrick Queen is, uh, you see, you watch the Texas game, the game one. Uh, he's in there for uh, a little bit in the game. He's in there a whole bunch, but he's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you see as the season progresses, when he's starting to get more reps and you see him get more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in the Alabama game, and he's reading uh, to his eyes like no other, and then intercepts his pass and yeah. is able to undercut. Uh, one I forgot if it was uh, Judy or uh, Ruggs, but he undercuts him and mm-hmm. uh, intercepts the pass. Yeah, uh, you just see. I think he's a very quick learner as well. That's what I like about him too. Uh, that, but the like I said before, I think Kevin Murray's a little more polished at linebacker than him. That's why he's my number three. But he's very he's very talented. Yeah, and I just think you know I do think he has a, a great ability to read and react. I, I think he does a great job mm-hmm. of uh, sifting through a lot of the trash. That was one of the things yeah. for me is. Um, I, I think he's a lot better when you get into, like, all you know, when there's a whole bunch of linemen and you're just trying to, like, sift through and, like, where's the running back and find him. Mm-hmm. He does an amazing job at, like, finding the running back when he's got, like, two guys on him and, like, just freaking swimming around. Yeah. And then, boom, all of a sudden he just makes a, a great tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he does a great job of uh, taking on blocks, and I think he does a really good job of shedding them as well. Again, mm-hmm. I think he's just a better uh, block shedder at this time than Kenneth Murray. Um, and... Uh, uh, but I do think he can get swallowed up at times. I think, you know, he is a little yeah. shorter. He's not as long. So that um, so at times, you know, you see an offensive lineman get his hands on his chest and they can kind of really move him or push mm-hmm. him where they want to. Um, and I agree. I do think he kind of overshoots at times. I think he overruns plays. Uh, I think that's just going to, you know, come with more experience and just getting more comfortable back there. Um, but I just think the ability for him in coverage um, and the feel he has – playing coverage even only as you know one year starter mm-hmm. is just incredible to me like you said being able to read Tua and, and pick off a pass being able to really you know guard running backs out of the backfield and, mm-hmm. and go play great in zone and just be able to sit back there and read and react and uh, make plays on the football uh, is just for me it's just like the fact that he was only a one-year starter and he's able to do a lot of that stuff already um, just for me is just like wow like imagine in two years what he's going to be like for whoever drafts him um I just think he has, uh, you know, I don't think he's super twitchy, right? I don't think he's as great of an athlete as Kenneth Murray or as our number one selection. Um, not even close to our number one selection. But I don't think he's as good of an athlete, per se, as Kenneth mm-hmm. Murray is. Um, I think he has very good speed, um, but he's not super twitchy. I don't think he's, um, uh, you know, necessarily like um, 
like insanely explosive. I think he has. I think he's explosive when he's able to read and react, and he can he can be explosive through a hole making a tackle. Yeah. But as far as like maybe like the acceleration to go catch somebody at times, um, I think it's inconsistent at best. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I, I just think either it's just him hesitating trying to read. Or, um, you know, maybe he's just not comfortable with going to do make that tackle or going to chase somebody down in that sense. Um, but I think he's a high floor kind of guy. I think you draft him, and I think at worst he's just a very average starting linebacker. But at best, I think he could be a game-changing guy where, mm-hmm. you get, like I said, you give him a couple years to really grow um, and have that experience and, you know, just even more experience in coverage, more experience, um, not overrunning plays, getting better at reading and reacting. Like, he could be uh, – I just see – a lot of potential in him. Yeah, I do too. So, uh, I guess that leads us to our number one. Yeah, I think there's, I think it's the consensus. There's a lot of consensus number one guys this year. Yeah, uh, and uh, that is Isaiah Simmons, mm-hmm. linebacker slash safety slash edge rusher from Clemson. Yeah, but we have him listed as a linebacker because uh, that's what he's going to be in the NFL. Yeah, uh, that's where I think he best fits. He's, I say, he's probably the most athletic linebacker. Uh, I say in combine history. Okay. I'll say uh, obviously we gotta see him in the NFL. Uh, he'll be extremely athletic mm-hmm. in the NFL. The question obviously is uh, he doesn't have a lot of experience playing linebacker. He's a former safety. Uh, he's a how kind of, they utilize him a lot. Or uh, Clemson utilized him a lot over all over the place. They used him at edge. They used him at pure linebacker. They used him at safety. Mm-hmm. Most of the time he played safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are pushing him down the list because he is a uh, was he six three or six four two hundred thirty eight pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a six four two hundred thirty eight pounds man ran a four three at the combine, mm-hmm. uh, and that actually shows up on tape. Uh, there's a couple plays where he's fifteen twenty yards behind the play, and you see him catching up to a pass like twenty yards down the field. Uh, there's a play in the uh, playoff game against Ohio State where J.K. Dobbins is like 15 yards ahead of him, and he almost hawks uh, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Uh, you just see the athleticism and the potential there. Uh, it's a, he's a freak, dude. Yeah, I mean, and he's, he's actually a good football player at that. Yeah, he's smart. He has a good feel for playing in coverage. Obviously, you know, being his former safety, like his coverage skills as a linebacker are just off the charts. I mean, mm-hmm. like. I mean, you see the uh, like in the game against uh, Ohio State where like he's sitting back and playing free safety and reading and, and being able to cover half the field um, just at like an unreal speed to go intercept the pass. Like he yeah. reads it. Oh, he's like, okay, he's over there making a play. Um, I mean, he he can do anything you want him to. He could guard the slot. I feel like you know he can guard the you know he can uh, he can guard tight ends if you wanted him to. Um, I would say the if, if you're gonna have a weakness to him, like he's just not he's not an edge rusher. Which, uh, I think he has the ability to rush the edge. I think he has a natural kind of bend um, and burst, but he's not like a he's, he's not a, a pass rusher. No, he's not. No, he's a put him on a blitz and see what happens if you're gonna type of rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what Clemson did. And the way he accelerates is like no other. Like he'll. Uh, He'll, they'll do a delay blitz, and he'll act like he's in coverage for a second, and all of a sudden, a hole opens up, and he takes through and destroys the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he he. If you're we're talking about potential for Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, and Akeem Davis gathers, like like sky's the limit for them. It's even it's like it's, it's like another sky up for him. Like when you talk about like yeah. what guys can be Hall of Famers in this like 
like when you look at guys like who has Hall of Fame potential out of like draft classes, right? You look at certain guys and mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of people like talk like one of the bigger ones in recent memory was Quentin Nelson, right, for the Colts. Like yeah. you know, do you take a guard that high? But he I mean like everybody's like he's a surefire Hall of Famer if you draft him, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um or like the whole Miles Garrett thing, right? Or the whole what David Gettleman said about Saquon Barkley. You pick a guy that you believe can be wearing a gold jacket after you know, after it's all said and done. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean I mean, you know our comparison. What, yeah. you know, our favorite comparison about him is Brian Urlacher. Yeah, yeah. I, so he... I, I see that because you know Urlacher was a safety, right? Yeah. Uh, amazing in coverage, sideline to sideline ability. You know, great at blitzing, great at filling the run, amazing tackler. Like, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, deservedly so. Mm. Uh, look, I'm not going to jump the gun and say Isaiah Simmons is going to be a Hall of Famer as soon as he walks in the door. Um, I think. You know, I think the 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 negative for me is I think there's the potential where you put him in a place where somebody doesn't understand how to use him or mm-hmm. that they try to, like, do too much with him. Like, they just want to, like, want to be, like, too creative in a way instead of just allowing him to just be a great football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that could, I think, maybe, you know, for a couple years it could hurt him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing that scares me is just, like, an incompetent defensive coordinator uh, and just, like, not – like I said, just not knowing what to do with him, but – I think if you get him into a place where he can play middle linebacker and you can just allow him to drop into coverage, play the run, sideline to sideline, um, he could be he could be one of the best players in the NFL. Like not even just linebackers, but players. Yeah. He has yeah. that kind of ability. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just he's just special, dude. Like yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I I can't say enough great things about Isaiah Simmons and what he's able to do as a football player. Um it's just you don't see guys like this come around often. Yeah. Like, you talk about those kind of pass rushers, right? Those once-in-a-generation pass rushers. But, like, guys that can do these kind of things, yeah, it never happens. I mean, you see guys that are good in one area but maybe lack in another area or, you know, maybe they're a little bit raw, you want them to develop. But, like, with Isaiah Simmons, it's like everything's there. Yeah. Everything is there that you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's (laughs) the fact that he ran a 4-3-40. Yeah, I think it's stupid. I think it's lucky that we got Brian Urlacher and Ray Lewis at the same time. Yeah, to be able to do what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but if you kind of look at it throughout, I'm trying to think here. Uh, Zach Thomas was really good, but I don't think I think it was a level underneath him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, Tay Bruschi, I think he's on that Zach Thomas level. Junior Seau, Zach Thomas level. Ah, uh, no, no. You think he was up? The, well, Junior, well, 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 I watched him when he was a little bit older. Yeah, so. Junior Seau is on that elite level. Yeah, but, but uh, I watched. I had the unfortunate event of watching him when he was a little bit older. Yeah, and that seeing like the eliteness of him. Mm. Uh, but obviously, there's Patrick Willis there. Yeah, but we yeah, but yeah, we got you know. But you usually got to grow up with Patrick Willis and Luke Keekley kind of guys where you're just like, these are elite. Level yeah, guys that like, are great in coverage, great sideline to sideline, can do everything right. But, th- but they're like far apart in like years too, as well. Like you, you rarely get that type of linebacker, and when it's there, you you take it. So I'm hoping, I'm not hoping, but if I was the Lions, uh, and you don't trade down, I would take either. I would take him in a heartbeat because I feel like a linebacker is a position in need. And the way I think Pat, uh, Matt Patricia would use him would be incredible. That's true. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you could just picture, like, that kind of Belichick tree and the way yeah. they run their defense and the way they like to scheme things up. Uh, just all the incredible ways he would be able to be used um, in Detroit. I, yeah. I don't, know, that'd be, I don't know. That'd be some pretty special stuff. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. But that kind of rounds out our, uh, our top five real quick. 
Why is there any other linebackers that you like that didn't make it? Uh, uh, I, I like Jordan Brooks. I think me and you both like him. Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, a thing that he lacks is uh, he's he he's he's pretty athletic, but he's not that next athleticism. Yeah, like he's not it, like elite or anything. Yeah. Uh, and also he do, I think he does struggle of getting off blocks at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, another person is uh, David Taylor from Colorado. Uh, okay. That dude is, he's going to either be your nickel linebacker or you're going to move him to safety. Uh, he, you're talking about... Uh, is he like a Dion Buchanan kind of guy? Yes. He, oh, I'm, I'm going to see what he ran his com- at the combine here. He ran a uh, 4, I, basically a 4-5. So he's up there in speed. He hawked a... And he plays faster on the field. He plays around Isaiah Simmons' speed on the field. Uh, I just don't think he's as good as a player or a linebacker as Isaiah Simmons is. Okay. Uh, but I think he's great in coverage. Uh, has athleticism. Maybe if you get a really good coach in there with him, he could he could be like a very good sleeper. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, like uh, like I was saying, I think I cut myself off there. Uh, he hawked the Oregon running back maybe 15 yards behind him and hawked him. That's an Oregon running back, and he was able to make the tackle uh, maybe 10 yards short of the uh, goal line. Uh, okay. He has some elite speed on him for a linebacker. All right, I'm going to have to uh, go check him out after this then. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that is not a guy I checked out. There, so, yeah, Jordan Brooks is a guy I like, um, but you touched on him. I would say yeah. keep an eye out for Logan Wilson from uh, Wyoming. Um, not a special athlete by any means. He's very smart, though. Very smart, um, very high uh, production, um, just like insane production, um, you know, as a linebacker in college. Uh, I think he's really smart in coverage. I think he's he has great read and react skills. I think he's one of those guys you could draft, in, you know, late in the third or so, maybe four, early in the fourth. That could just be a really good um, addition to your defense that just continues to – he's just one of those good players – I think that um, that doesn't do anything but just help your defense out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one guy I will say, and I'll talk about him for just a second, is Willie Gay Jr. from uh, is it Mississippi State, right? Mississippi State, yeah. Mississippi State. So here's the thing. He has a very small sample size as far as um, the amount of film that you can even get on him and watch, right? Like it was – I had a struggle finding stuff to watch about him uh, and on him. Uh, the, and the biggest thing is he's had a lot of off-the-field issues. Um, he's been suspended multiple times. Uh a couple times for on the field incidences, uh, you know, he punched a teammate or allegedly punched a teammate, and he was, you know, he got suspended. Um, uh, he was part of uh, what was it, um, NCAA violations, and so he's he's you got a lot of stuff that is concerning about his character. Um, now I've, I've I have heard some things about where there are teams that. Um, are saying he's actually done really well in interviews um, and he's actually, you know, and a lot of teams have really liked the person of, you know, who Willie Gay Jr. is. And so hopefully uh, those issues don't really arise in the NFL because mm-hmm. uh, I see him as a special athlete, you know, great speed um, at the linebacker position. Like, you know, yes, he's not Isaiah Simmons level athlete. Um, and he doesn't have the kind of length or whatever that you would want from like a Kenneth Murray, but he is a he is a very very good athlete. Yeah. Uh, and just some of the things I said, like uh, he moves very well. He has great hips. He's very explosive, extremely fast. Uh, he has a great ability and coverage, in my opinion. He's just um, you know I, he has a good feel in coverage. I think like 
the first game he came back when he was playing Kentucky in the first, you know, like one of the first plays of the game, like pick six, uh, and just like completely left everybody in the dust. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, again, he's just kind of inconsistent uh, just because of the lack of reps, the lack of playing time. You know, obviously being suspended doesn't help. And so I think he's a guy that if you if you have a good structure in place and a good organization in place with good leadership, you can really bring this guy in there and allow him to um, grow as a person, grow as a player, allow him time to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, he has all the traits you want in a linebacker. I just couldn't put him in my top five simply because it's just there's such a lack of uh, – a film to watch on him that you can't really garner a, a huge um, opinion on him more than just saying he's a great athlete with a, with a lot of potential. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So, real quick, Wyatt, what is your top five linebackers? Uh, my number five is uh, Troy Dye from Oregon. Okay. My number four is Akeem Davis Gaither uh, from Appalachian State. My number three is Patrick Queen from LSU. Okay. Uh, my number two is... Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma, and my number one is Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. All right, and so my top five is number five is Akeem Davis Gaither from Appalachian State. Number four is Kenneth Murray from OU. Number three is Zach Bond from Wisconsin. You, you can say I cheated. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is Patrick Queen from LSU, and obviously number one is Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Yeah. So we will transition into doing our right. top five running backs uh, for this year's draft class, and. I'll start this one off. So my number five running back is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. All right. Um, I saw that face. Didn't agree with it? No, I don't agree with it okay. at all. Uh, and so so he's my number five guy, right? And I'll just read some of my notes real quick. Is He has a great spin move. Um, and the best part of his game is his ability in the pass game. Um, he, he is a very good route runner for a running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like really good. Uh, I think he's a guy that you can move out in the slot and do a lot of great things with. Um, he has great hands, and uh, but I, I don't know. Like for me, yes, I have him in my top five, so I like him a lot. Right? It's not like I'm saying he's a bad running back or anything, but I just see like he's a very good runner. Like I, I, I like his power. You know, I think he has a good ability to break tackles. Um, and I think he also does a good job of, uh, not stopping his feet. Like he, you know, he never just, you know, he never stops, you know, uh, moving and, and trying to do something and get, and go forward. Um, I just don't see like as a, as a pure running back, I don't see anything like special from him to be like, I can have him in on first down and I'm going to hand the ball off and he's going to go take it to the house. Right. I don't see that from him. Um, you know, I think he could be a, a huge difference maker in the past game. Uh, and I think he can also just give you a lot of really good carries as a back. Um, you know, I think he's great in space, and I think he has a lot of wiggle to him. I think he's great at, sh- you know, shaking people. Um, he's good at breaking down defenders and really, you know, freezing them yeah. and, and moving past them. But I, I just don't see, like, if, you know, if we're ranking running backs and we're wanting these guys to be running backs, right, <laughs> my thing is I think the passing game is, is extremely important, but I want you to be able to – also be an elite kind of running back where I can I can bring you in the game and I can I can trust that you're going to be you know that you can give us a lot of good production and I just feel like as a as a running back in between the tackles I don't see anything special there like from some of the other guys that I see in this class all right so I like I know it might be an unpopular opinion but that's just what I kind of watch from him is um it's just 
a great guy in space, a great guy that can uh, do things in uh, in the passing game uh, at a great level, but I just don't see the specialness to him as an in-between-the-tackles running back in the NFL. Yeah. So, so, who was your number five? Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Okay. Uh, he is my number five. Uh, I've been watching this dude since he was a sophomore at Vanderbilt. Uh, if you're talking about patient running backs and reading, uh, reading the line of scrimmage and finding the hole... He, I think he's one of the best in the nation at doing that. Mm. Uh, has really good, uh, has really good burst. Uh, he's a lot faster than I remember him. When I went back and look at the tape, mm-hmm. he's a lot faster than I remember him as. Uh, he keeps moving during contact. Uh, he has some uh, really nice top end speed too. Once, uh, once he hits the hole and he's in the open space, hardly anybody's going to catch him. Uh, and it takes uh, one thing I liked about him is like he is uh, he's extremely fast and he does have some really good burst and acceleration, but it takes multiple guys to bring him down, mm-hmm. and uh, that has to do with his intensity. Uh, me and you kept uh, <laughs> laughing because uh, Vanderbilt's not a good team. I think a lot of people know that Vanderbilt is either average or just really bad to very bad. Yes, and he was. I don't blame him either. He was very frustrated. Where like he was yelling at the quarterback constantly yeah. for overthrowing him or mm-hmm. uh, just uh, just not making good reads on re- on uh, on a read option or something. Mm-hmm. He just the quarterback was the quarterback play was terrible, and uh, he just he suffered from it too. He suffered from bad old line play as well, but he was able to produce. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to produce with that bad of a team around you, I'm going to give you props. Yeah. Uh, also, he's a good pass blocker, too. So if you need him to pick up a blitz, he'll do that for you. Uh, and also, he has really good hands. Uh, I, like his, I like his ability to catch the football. Uh, not the best route runner in the world, but if you get him on a screen, he's not going to drop it. Uh, this is a terrible pass. Uh, but, yeah, it, well, I'll say this, though, about, the, about him yelling or getting mad at his quarterback. The dude suffered... I think four years as a starter or a consistent play or a consistent uh, player or yeah player or performer in the game, he suffered a lot through bad players and bad coaching there, uh, and I think he just wants a willingness to win. I don't see his intensity or him game upset as a negative. I just see that as him wanting to win the football game. And he's tired of losing. I think he only made it to one bowl game his entire uh, career. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Vanderbilt, and I don't blame him either because Vanderbilt usually has some pretty good uh, skill talent. They either lack at the quarterback position mm-hmm. or their coaching is very poor. It's one of the two. And I don't blame him for being upset, but yeah, he's my number five because I feel like if he's on a better team, he'd be up more, but uh, I just sometimes the offensive line doesn't do him help at all, and you can't get you can't see that full potential, so that's why he's my number five. But he's he could be a very good running back in this league. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like uh, Keyshawn Vaughn a lot, too. Uh, I wasn't as high on him, I think, as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, just like one of the end notes I have, was I think he offers a lot of value on day three um, as a guy that can come in here and give you a lot. Uh, not come in here, but <laughs> yeah, he's going to come in our house. Yeah, uh, no, he's, this is going to be a whole football <laughs> season. Like, football teams playing in our basement. Uh, so. No, he... <laughs> Uh, I think he offers um, a lot of value for a team that is looking for a guy that is, I, I agree, hungry, wanting to win, um, and wanting to kind of prove that he is a good back. I think if you give him, uh, give him a team with a good offensive line, uh, and you know, and just 
allow him to do what he does best, reading holes, uh, bursting through them with good acceleration through the hole. Uh, I think he could offer a lot of value and, and be a really um, productive, good back for an NFL team. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so my number four running back is J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins <laughs> from Ohio State. Um, so this this one was uh, this one was kind of hard for me. Um, he was probably the guy that I like. I I, I one of the probably the running back I had the most uh, the most difficult time like evaluating, mm-hmm. um, just because you know I've heard previous things about him, and so um, I was just trying to really kind of put a lot of that stuff aside. And I feel like when the first time I watched him, uh, uh, in the first couple games that I watched him, and I had to kind of rewatch him, where. I wasn't. I guess I wasn't seeing what I needed to see, and yeah. so I was able to go back and watch him. And then I was I was able to watch it uh, a little bit of a third time when you were kind of watching some stuff, Wyatt, and I was able to kind of see a little bit more of like, okay, like I'm trusting my eyes. I'm kind of trusting what I'm evaluating. I'm not um, allowing a lot of like the BS or whatever you know mm-hmm. the, the white noise outside of all the experts or you know so to speak uh, and what they think. Uh, just some of my notes, I think he's a very hard runner, very powerful. I think he has great vision, and I think that's what makes him such a, such a great back. Um, I think that might be the best part about his game. Mm. Uh, he's very explosive, um, but he just doesn't have breakaway speed. Uh, and he isn't all that shifty, in my opinion. Like, I, I think he can make guys miss at times, but it's not like, if, you know, like if you're in a, like the guys that you consider like, oh, if he was in a phone booth, like he's going to shake you, that kind of guy. I don't see that. Um, you know, if there's a guy five yards away, yeah, he can put his foot in the ground and make him making you mm-hmm. know change his hips and and get him off balance. Like, yeah, that he he has that ability, but like, um, you know, he ain't Barry Sanders out you know out on the field or anything. Uh, but again, his vision is really what makes up for the lack of breakaway speed, the lack of shiftiness, um, and his just overall physicality as a runner. I mean, he just like punishes people. Um, I think he has really good hands for a running back, uh, but I really don't like him blocking the passing game. Yeah. I thought that was a huge negative for me. I thought he just either was bullied <laughs> and just made it look like a kid at times or just like almost like a um, a lack of like effort in the pass blocking game. Um, and I think it's just more he probably just wasn't very good. Uh, but I think he's a smart runner too, and uh, he just has a great burst through the hole. Um because he sees it so soon. I think that's just the thing I continue to reiterate is he has such great vision. Mm-hmm. I think he's able to set up his own blocks. Um, and I'll talk about a guy here in a minute where I think even does that a little bit better level where I think he can set up his own blocks where, you know, he's, he's running like, you know, he's running outside zone and he's, you know, he's pressing it, he's pressing it. And you see the linebacker starting to flow over and he sees them and he can kind of put his foot in the ground and and make them overcommit to the outside, and then boom, he sees it, and he cuts right back underneath, and he gets a huge run or a huge play, and that's what I love so much about J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I think, you know, he is a second round kind of guy or third round kind of guy. I would I would feel comfortable taking him in that uh, in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could offer a lot of great value for a team. I think, um, kind of like a, a team like the Indianapolis Colts, right? Where I think a guy like Marlon Mack is not necessarily like uh, doesn't always take advantage of what's to be had there in that kind of offensive line that he's behind mm-hmm. um, or an offensive line like the Cowboys used to be uh, where you see what a guy like a, like a special running back like Ezekiel Elliott can do with great vision and great burst through the hole mm-hmm. um, and just it's just incredible to watch and I think J.K. Dobbins if you put him in the right situation with an offensive line where he can just read 
and uh, and just really react and burst through the hole and be explosive in that sense. Um, he could be a really special running back for someone. Yeah. So I, I really liked him quite a bit. It was just I kind of had some troubles at the beginning kind of evaluating him until I was able to kind of clear my mind and actually just watch him for, like, what he is and who he is as a running back. So, mm-hmm. uh, so my number four is DeAndre Swift. Okay. Yeah, so he's not your number three then. All right. No. All right, so, all right, so DeAndre Swift, I, I like him a lot. I think he's a second-round pick. Uh, I think uh, all my top – I think all the running backs are second-round picks. Four here or either first or second-round picks, or it, can, it just depends on what team's picking them mm-hmm. or which team, what team likes uh, what type of running back. Yeah. But I think he has a really good burst through the hole. Uh, I think he raises line of scrimmage very well. Uh, I think he's just a natural reader of the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I'll say this: uh, when he cuts, I think I don't know. Maybe J.K. Dobbins is a better. Maybe like put your foot in the ground and go. But when he cuts, he I don't think there's anybody stopping uh, DeAndre Swift when no. he just makes a cut. Yeah. Uh, and he he also brings some power to him as well. That's what I like about him. He also brings some power. And he can also catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I liked about him too. My thing with him though is when I was watching him, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Like he's a, I think he's a really good running back, but I just didn't see that next level like it factor for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying he can't be that. Maybe it's just my perception of him. Uh, I don't know if it has to do with the O line. Like also, my other question is: is is he a product of a great offensive line as well? Okay. Uh, from Georgia, or uh, being at Georgia and everything, is he a great product from that uh, from that offensive line and that type of uh, system? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he is. Uh, I think he's a really good running back. I think he can succeed wherever he goes. Uh, I just I just don't feel like he, there's that it factor there with him. Uh, even though that I do like him a lot, uh, I wouldn't take a first round pick with him. Uh, I may take a mid second round pick. Because I think he'd be very good in the league. I think he can make it the Pro Bowls. Yeah. I just don't know if he's on that next level, like a Le'Veon Bell, a... Uh, no, no, no. Like, I don't think... Yeah, the Ezekiel Elliott type see, of players. See, that for me, I don't think any of those running backs are those kind of guys in this draft. I think... Um, I think there's a couple. Uh, I think I, I, like a lot of these, I like a lot of these guys, right? Yeah. But that, that's where, you know, I, in my opinion, I... I it, it would be very hard for me to take a running back in the first round unless I just had a lot more pieces around them so that they could come in and be successful. Yeah. I know we were kind of having that conversation outside of this podcast, but um, maybe that can be another, a, a topic or a, an episode kind of that we can kind of discuss and dive in. Yeah. Is the running back actually important? Um, yes, it is important. Uh, That's my stance. Uh, I know it's important, but it's having a first round top five pick running back as important as just having three running backs that are just as productive and that can do each of the things. Yes. So, all right. Yes, when yeah. you, when you look at the Cowboys. All right, yeah. I think we can have a little nice little debate of a podcast. Look at the Cowboys. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll disagree with that a little bit. Um, yeah. uh, I just maybe – it just maybe it's the same thing with you and J.K. Dobbins. Uh, it may be the same thing with uh, me and DeAndre Swift, I guess. Yeah. Uh, as you can say. Okay. Well, uh, we will take a little quick break, um, and then we will come back and round out um, our top five with our top three remaining running backs in this class. And we are back. Uh, And so I will start off 
and finish this list out with my number three running back, which may come as a shock, Jonathan Taylor. Um, man, we just don't just we just don't agree on the running backs, do we? Um, so I, my biggest question is, does he have too much tread on the tires? Nine hundred plus carries um, in three seasons, not to mention all the other touches and whatnot he's got as a receiver. Uh, insanely explosive. Um, he is a true home run threat when he touches the ball. Great breakaway speed, explosive out of cuts um, and into the hole. Uh, he's a punishing runner, and he's incredibly hard to tackle, um, even bring down. Uh, always falls forward to get the extra yard. Uh, and I know it sounds like I'm just reading off. Sounds <laughs> right? like you're in the textbook. But uh, very, I, I think he has very good vision, too. I think he worries me as a receiver. Um, he had eight drops on 50 catchable balls last season per pro football focus, which is quite a bit. Um, and uh, he's just not a natural catcher of the football, no, man. He, like, uh, he, like... He, he tries he, to hug it. He, like, he, he compares to an old teammate of mine back in yeah. middle school and high school, where he just like he, so he tries to he like tries he, to clap he, the ball. Yeah, clap the ball together. Uh, now he does. Now he does catch the ball. It's more that it's just not technically sound. And I do. And I'll say this: I do see some issues of fumbling and carrying the ball a little too loosely at times. Mm. I don't think he's super shifty, which doesn't really worry me that much. Um, uh, so I'm not like super concerned with that. Like he can make guys miss at times. I, and I, I don't care if my running back is, like, Barry Sanders. Like, you know, like, that would be awesome. But not everybody's Barry Sanders. Um, I just – the biggest question for me and the reason he's at number three is does he have too much tread on the tires? Um, and can he be feasible enough in the pass game to where he could be a true three-down back? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, a guy – a running back that you can pick in the first round is a guy that can be a true three-down back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if he was able to have the receiving skills um, to match the uh, incredible running back that he is, he would be number one on my list. Easy. Mm-hmm. No doubt. The, the receiving skills scare me. Um, but I think if you put him into a system where he can be a, a first and second down running back, this guy, I mean, <laughs> like, it's just incredible how explosive um, and how incredibly fast he is um, as a running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like just just seeing him burst through the hole and just like run straight past people. I know. And what is um, he? Uh... And, and but not even just being able to run straight past people, being able to break tackles and um, uh, like on any given run, I feel like he can break an eighty-yard touchdown. He, run. He, was he? He's five. He's five ten. Uh, two hundred twenty-six pounds, almost two thirty. And then ran a four-three-four. Him and Isaiah Simmons are basically the same type of athlete. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say all that. Um, they're, they're close. I think they're close. They're both great athletes. They're different positions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't, so that's why I wouldn't really compare them as athletes. Um, but, uh, I mean, Isaiah Simmons is a better athlete, let's be honest. Um, uh, but Jonathan Taylor is an incredible athlete. Like, that kind of speed and acceleration um, and explosiveness out of the running back position, uh, I think is pretty, you know, is pretty uh, special and pretty rare. Mm. I just... Like I said, just the really biggest question and biggest concern to me is, does he have too much tread on the tires? Is you know, is he already going to be used up and not really be able to, you know, have a long career in the NFL because he's already been beat up so much? And uh, it's just the receiving um, and a little bit of the fumbling issues as well. Um, and the fumbling issues aren't like terrible. I just feel like at times he carries the ball a little recklessly and a little loosely. And you get in the NFL and you got guys that are a lot better at swatting the ball and, and punching it out. That could become an issue. Um, just like we saw with Adrian Peterson uh, early in his career and kind of still even now. Um, (laughs) 
but I, I think he's a great player. I love Jonathan Taylor. He's absolutely um, fun to watch on film. And I think whoever gets him uh, is going to have a true home run threat um, back in the backfield. And uh, you get you give him the ball on first and second down, uh, he can be um, a really great running back for you, uh, like a workhorse kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, so my number three is that J.K. Dobbins. Uh, now the thing that separates these top three for me from DeAndre Swift is the, like, like I said earlier, the it factor. I feel like I've seen these three and not DeAndre Swift. Uh, not saying that DeAndre Swift, again, doesn't have it. I'm just saying I just don't see it in him. Mm-hmm. He could possibly have it. I just don't see it. Okay. Uh, but J.K. Dobbins, uh, like you said earlier, when he hits the hole, like he may be the fastest at hitting a hole and exploding through it. Like It looks like he's been shot out of a cannon when he hits a hole. Uh and just his, I like his downhill speed. He has very good downhill speed. When uh, t- I'm talking about downhill speed, I'm talking about when you're when you're running and you just get faster as you go. Yeah, uh, that's the type of speed he has. Uh, he's very physical too. Like you talked about with uh, him not being very shifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he, I, it doesn't he can matter. Punish people though. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I think it was the Wisconsin game, the Big Ten championship. I was watching the film, and he just stiffed on one of their linebackers like he was like he was a like he was a child. Yeah. Uh, he's a very physical runner, uh, mixed in with very very good acceleration and very good speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other thing, the same thing with DeAndre Swift, is is he a product of a great system and a great or not great but a good offensive line I don't necessarily think so I think he reads the hole very well and I think he exploit uh, like you said he explodes through the hole very well because he already knows where the hole is mm-hmm. uh, and he has some very nice you laughing there? yeah I thought you said something else <laughs> uh, uh, but he has some very nice hands too like when uh, you see him catch he catches naturally mm-hmm. uh, he's a very I think he'd be a an excellent was a terrible screen. <laughs> I think he'd be excellent, an excellent screen running back in that. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> nice. God dang. Oh man, someone my words here, but yeah, I think he'd be an excellent uh, screen running back. I think you put him on a, uh, you put him on a uh, angle route, and you have him beat a running or be a linebacker. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, no, no, but I think if you put him on an angle route and you have him beat a linebacker, he can do that. Mm. He can. I think he would do that, and nobody's gonna be catching him because the way uh, the way he runs, man, it's uh, he he pops off the page. You're talking about people that pop off the page. He pops off the page. Yeah, and I guess that was my thing, right? When I was watching him, I don't know, like, because I watched Jonathan Taylor. Uh, before I watched him, and so you see that explosiveness and that speed, right? And so I guess when I watched J.K., I was, I was expecting kind of something close, right? Yeah. And yeah, you need to, you know, you need to take a chill pool. <laughs> no, I just thought um, something funny. No, I, I, yeah. he, like that was kind of the concern for me. Like when I was watching film, I was like, am I, like, am I? Is he have? Does he have that elite explosiveness? Does he have that elite speed? And like, I guess in my head, I was like, one, I was comparing it to what other people were saying. But two, I was kind of comparing it to Jonathan Taylor, and I was like, he's not Jonathan Taylor. And I think that's what caused me some issues when I was watching that's, him early. That, that's why I watch, I go down, I go like from 
back to front instead of front to back because yeah. that way, yeah. So I don't compare somebody to the supposed top player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So uh, now is he Jonathan Taylor? No, no. But no. I think he does have that specialness. If you get, if you put him on the Ravens, I would love for the Ravens to get him. You put him on the Ravens. You know what? That's actually that actually be pretty deadly. You know, sorry, 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 sorry if you hear the dogs barking. Yeah. But yeah, they're. Uh, I think, I think you put him on the Ravens, man. That, and him with uh, Mark Ingram, and uh, Lamar. You know what? Jackson. I think he's kind of a similar runner to Mark Ingram in a way. Like, I, think I think he's so a little too. bit more explosive than Mark, but I think that's why. I, I think that's where I get it from. Is like uh, you say, very similar, more explosive. Like Not if you, say you that, yeah. because Mark King, Ingram explodes when he gets the ball with the Ravens. <laughs> you about to say Mark Henry? No, um, I was not, no, I was WWE wrestler, <laughs> well, uh, strongest man. man. Uh, but yeah, he. Uh, uh, but yeah, he explodes up. Mark, Mark Ingram. <laughs> man, could you nah, just for a second? Could you imagine him playing a running back in, in the Ravens' dude. offense? I mean, they used the, that what that defense alignment is that right? Who's that fullback they had last year? Oh, uh, Patrick Decard. Yeah, I mean, the dude's you imagine two seventy. Put Mark Henry yeah. in that role right there. <laughs> and he also plays defensive line as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd just, be something special. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think if you put him in that type of system, you put him with the uh, gosh, the Forty Niners. He yeah, he'd be he'd be the best right back. He'd be I don't the know best, if they will, I don't know if they'll there. pick him. Like you know, the, the Shanahan way is no, but I think a team that can pick him is the Rams losing Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah. I think the Rams can pick him because I mean that's there's a very similar style in the way they play mm-hmm. offense. Obviously, uh, Sean McVay coming from that tutelage of the Shanahan system and whatnot. Uh, yeah, that honestly would be a great fit. Yeah, um, yeah. You pick him. What they got? They got a couple of later second round picks, right? Like a mid. They got like one mid, and I think a later one, right? Yeah. So you pick one. You uh, use. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I thought it was James Burgess from Louisville. <laughs> you good? <laughs> Gosh, man. You good? <laughs> Why are you lying? All right, so I'm going to – I'll just go to my number – you want me to go to my number two or you good? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you good, man? Holy crap. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. All right, y'all. I apologize for laughing <laughs> as much as I do. All right, yeah. I just <laughs> I enjoy life. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, all right, so go to your number two. <laughs> so my number two is a guy that uh, when you said J.K. Dobbins, um, and then I saw your reaction earlier to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I realized he was not gonna be in your top five. <clears throat> my number two is Zach Moss from Utah. Oh man, I, I like Zach. I'll say Zach, Zach Moss isn't in my top five. <laughs> But uh, as a Bears fan, uh, it's who I'm comparing him to. Watching uh, Jordan Howard, I think he's a better catcher than Jordan Howard. But mm. watching Jordan Howard, he reminds me a lot of him. Mm. Uh, and even uh, how much I did like Jordan Howard, mm. I think uh, he just reminds me a little bit too much of him. And I <clears> wouldn't, <throat> especially in this type of running back draft class, which I think uh, – Jordan Howard is a replaceable running back. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily put him in the top five, but okay. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see what you say about uh, him. I mean, I don't know. Just something about him just really popped off the page um, or the screen. He's not really – I wasn't watching pages. But <laughs> um, just 
his his ability to pop off the screen to me was like because uh, I didn't know much about him, right? Like I knew Jonathan Taylor, I knew DeAndre Swift, I knew Dobbins, uh, I knew Edward Tulare. Um, <laughs> excuse me for that. <laughs> God, God man. dang, <laughs> we're struggling right now. <laughs> I am. You, yeah. But uh, you know, I kind of knew who Keyshawn Vaughn was and things like that. So I was kind of interested and curious to see, because um, I know Pro Football Focus has them pretty highly rated. Um, I know some other people that I trust um, had them had him in their top five. So I was like, okay, is, uh, who is this kind of running back? Because I didn't, you know, I I know Utah is a good team, but I didn't know they had like a good running back. Um, and then they when I watched nice players on their team, yeah, yeah, a lot of nice players. And uh, when I watched him, I, I'll just read my notes real quick. Is very powerful and amazing balance. Like he, yeah. he has a great balance when yeah. he runs. Um, he's not overly explosive though, or, or fast. I would say. Um, I think he has really good vision, and he has sneaky good elusiveness and quickness. Um, to where like uh, he's one of those guys that you know could could like right in front of you, like you wouldn't expect it. And I think that's what happens is guys don't expect him to be as elusive as he is, and he shakes them. And, uh, and really can avoid tackles in that sense. Uh, he's really nimble for a guy that powerful and built. Um, he, just, he just really moves light on his feet. Uh, he has a unique ability um, to always make the first guy miss. Like, I don't know how rare it was to see like one guy, um, not even just one guy, but the first guy actually bring him down. It was pretty rare. Uh, and it was more like, uh, like a swing pass, like a check down out of the backfield. Where like somebody was just coming like a missile, you know, to his back. Mm-hmm. And that was really all the time. Like, and even at, even the line was very questionable. As maybe why he didn't make my top five as well is, and the offensive I, line wasn't the best for him. Yeah, and it was. Uh, uh, and when we get into like uh, who else didn't make or, or who didn't make our list, but we have some thoughts on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another player that I'll mention that both the offensive lines were like bad yeah. that it, it kind of maybe uh it was so frustrating watching and their I think film that's for because me, they didn't have the chance to do I it. I think for me that was the big thing for me as why as as to why I have him so high is because I didn't think his offensive line was that great. And I thought he was still very productive. I thought he was still able to um be like a, a really really good running back. Mm-hmm. And uh I I mean the ability for him to break tackles anywhere on the field in the backfield like he has this ability to where, like, oh, my gosh, there's two guys on him in the backfield for a two-yard loss, and all of a sudden he gets three yards. Um, or he can he turns, you know, he turns, like, a six-yard run up the middle into a 30-yard gain down the sideline or a touchdown. Yeah. Um, he just has this uh, really unique and great ability to um, break tackles, stay on his feet, not stop moving his legs, um, keep his balance when he's shaking people and being elusive. Um you know, I think he has really good hands, and I love his blocking in the pass pro. Like, I thought he was just able to really take on a lot of Yeah, hits I did too. And, uh, and really protect his QB. Um, I, again, the biggest negative for him is he's not, like, he's not Jonathan Taylor athletic. I wouldn't say he's DeAndre Swift or Dobbins um, kind of athletic. He's not going to be a home run kind of threat. Um, but he's a guy that, like, I would love on my football team. Um, his, his kind of vision, his, his, like, David Montgomery – um, kind of ability to break tackles who I think that's a pretty good comparison for him is excuse me um, he's able to come in and just be really explosive uh, to your like an explosive part to your run game where like um, you know you, you need a little bit of a spark you need a guy that can come in and, and just like have that fight have that like 
that never-quitting kind of run style that I see on a David Montgomery mm-hmm. from the Bears were like, let's be honest, the Bears' offensive line was not great at blocking last year and um, or, yeah, at times, yeah. run blocking anyways. And you, you just saw like David Montgomery like breaking tackles in the back for like constantly, constantly um, getting positive yardage out of a lot of crappy situations. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was the biggest thing I saw in Zach Moss where if you give him a good offensive line with, that, with the ability that he has, like I mean, just I think he could be a special back. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like him quite a bit. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be like elite, elite because I think he lacks the athleticism to be um, that over the top elite level running back. But mm-hmm. I think he could be a very productive and very, very good starter for somebody. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so my was number two. Mm-hmm. My number two is Jonathan Taylor. Thank uh, mm-hmm. him to a surprise to you, but yeah, he's my number two. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just he does everything w- really good to great. I think he reads uh, the line scrimmage very well. I think he accelerates when he sees the hole. Uh, I was watching the tape, and uh, we were just watching it before we did the podcast with him. And uh, it was, uh, I think, an Iowa linebacker where he tried to meet up in the hole, and he just drove him back to the uh, – like <laughs> to the next yard marker, yeah. it was bad. Yeah, it's was, it was pretty embarrassing uh, for that guy. Yeah, so you see, like the strength, the acceleration, the quickness of him. Like, I think he's a first round talent. I don't care about the hands uh, because you're going to get drops with running backs at times. That not every, I think running backs have their ups and ups and downs catching the football. Mm-hmm. You, you get those rare occasions where you do get a Kareem Hunt, you do get a Todd Gurley, that are just. Natural at doing both of them, but but you do have your specials like a Dion Lewis, like a uh, think of another one, like a Tariq Cohen, where they're just uh, specifically a receiving type of running back. Mm. Uh, I can see him doing both. Uh, the drops don't matter to me because I do see him catch the ball, uh, and I do think you can get his uh. Catching better with uh, playing playing some jug uh, some jug drills. Yeah, honestly, I'll say this: yeah. like it might honestly be better that he's not a three down back. You put him in on first and second down, he can give you a lot of great production. And if you need to, you have a guy that can come in and be that third down kind of back. So it's not as big of a concern to me. Um, I just think when overall, when I was just kind of evaluating these guys, mm-hmm. I just felt like um, you know if there is part of his game that is missing that I think the the top two guys for me had over him. Um, was just the the ability and the receiving yeah. and the passing game. Yeah, so, but yeah, but the thing though is like like you said in the running game. He I don't think he does anything wrong in the running game. No, at no. all. And I I like, think there are question marks in the passing game, but that can be improved. Uh, he's not a route runner, but if you put him on some screen passes to keep the defense honest, mm-hmm. or have him do uh some angle routes or some put him in the flat and make people miss, I think he can do that. Uh, he's not the very he's not very shifty. But I think he can make people miss at times. But he just does nothing bad mm-hmm. in the run game, uh, except catch the football. But that's in the pass game. He, uh, I think he's just a complete running back. That's all I'm trying to say. He's just a complete running back. I think he's a first round talent. Too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. <clears throat> so my number one running back is DeAndre Swift out yeah. of Georgia. Excuse me. And. I- I just think he's the most complete back yeah. in this draft, okay? I get why people might not have him as high. I can, I can see why. Like, I can see why people like Jonathan Taylor more. I'm, 
I know you I know your number one is now and I'm you know um I don't know if I would necessarily see him as better but I just think he's a, like I said great all-around back um especially as a receiver and a blocker I mean he's a guy you could line up in the slot and I think create uh mismatches and uh and just a lot of uh, nightmare um scenarios for defenses um against linebackers or even slot corners um you know, I love his vision and elusiveness. Uh, his vision is uh, is incredible. Um, I think his vision is a little bit better than Dobbins. I think they have the two, like, I think they're both of their vision um, to see the hole and to create their own holes and, and to create their own blocking for themselves mm-hmm. um, is just incredible. Uh, he's Like I said, he's able to set up his blocks on his own. Um, and like, like I said, like when I was mentioning Dobbins earlier, is where he's able to, you know, if, whatever, he's running inside zone, outside zone. And he's able to really stretch and push the hole and to where you can see that linebacker. He flows over top, and then he can cut back under. And then and de facto, his tight end just blocks block two people for him. And he puts his foot in the ground and just accelerates like, in, like a crazy person. Um, but I think he also does a great job of just taking what's there. I, I think he sees what's there in front of him, and he can uh, sift through a lot of the garbage and get really good positive yards. Mm-hmm. Um yeah and so he's insanely shifty in my opinion i think he yeah, could, I think he is too. so he could make you miss in a phone booth that that's like to me he has that kind of um elite shiftiness in my opinion to where he makes a lot of guys miss um and look silly on the field um he and he's also actually really powerful i think he runs pretty physically and uh mm-hmm. and he's just a really hard runner like a lot more physical and a lot and he runs a lot harder than i expected him to um and I think he's really actually pretty good at breaking tackles. He's not like, you know, he's not Zach Moss or Jonathan Taylor level of breaking tackles, but he, you know, he shows the ability to do it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, like, I think he makes guys in the open field, I think he makes a lot of guys look silly. Like, you know, guys try to break down and tackle and they just have no chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said the only negative I really have is that uh, he doesn't have overwhelming speed per se. Like, he doesn't have that breakaway speed you would necessarily want. Like, He's explosive through the hole. He has an explosive, um, you know, like, tendency off that first cut. Like you were mentioning, like, once he puts his foot in the ground, he's explosive out of that. But after that, it's, like, the The top end speed. The top end speed is not what you would, like, you know. He's not always going to be a guy that's going to, like, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is a threat on, like, any play to take it 70 yards for a touchdown because he's so explosive and so fast. I think uh, DeAndre Swift is a guy where – you know, there's going to have to be where he's going to have to create some of that stuff on his own where I think Jonathan Taylor can just do it just because he's that special yeah. um, of an athlete. Uh, but just overall, I think DeAndre Swift is just a great running back. Um, his his ability to block, um, his ability to be a matchup nightmare for, uh, for defensive coordinators, mm-hmm. putting him in the slot, matching him up against um, linebackers and, and corners and, and really allowing him to do that kind of thing. Um, using utilize him in the screen game but also just his ability um, as a running back his you know his elite shiftiness uh his incredible vision setting up blocks for himself mm-hmm. um and and just having you know the wherewithal to, to see what's there in front of him and just take that and get positive yardage um on a consistent basis uh i just really like him and i know a lot of people have different opinions and i've heard honestly i've heard uh, quite a few people that aren't as high on him um, as some people are. Um, and I, I kind of just came away as like, he's the most complete guy. Um, and uh, I think it's just more of like, 
just you see what is there. Don't overthink it, in my opinion. And uh, I just really, really uh, like DeAndre Swift. And, uh, you know, I think he's one of those late first-round kind of guys that you could grab. But I think all these running backs, um, you know, are not like home-run first-round kind of talents. I think they're all – you could kind of draft them. Um, I think – I think all the all all five guys that I've talked about are second round kind of guys. I don't yeah. think they're first round talents. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, who is your number one? Uh, my number one is Clyde Edwards Hiller uh, from LSU. Okay. Now, I'll say this: that's why you if, gave me such a weird look when I said yeah, it. Number five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if he's not, was it five seven? And he's around five ten, five eleven, or five. If he's just a couple inches taller. He's the best running back in this draft class. Uh, I'm just saying that. Uh, I think people look at the height too much on him and be like, oh, he's not tall enough. Uh, I think he's the most shit. I think he's the shiftiest running back in this draft class. Uh, watching the Alabama game so many times, uh, just for prospects in this year, uh, and you see him shaking out some of these first round prospects or future first round prospects, mm-hmm. where he's making them miss with ease. Uh, and then you see the power that he also brings where they came and tackle him and mm-hmm. he's just running through him. He, I, he does everything that you want from Rainbow. I think he reads the hole well. I think he can attack the hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a very exceptional route runner for, I think he's an excellent route running, uh, route runner for a Rainbow. Yeah, I agree with that. He has amazing hands. Uh, he does everything you want him to do. Except be taller. And I think that may be what keeps him from going until the maybe day three or third round or something, unfortunately. But I don't think so. I think he'll actually be picked on day two. I think he's a day two kind of guy that yeah. um, will be picked. I think he just has that. I think he has a great set of skills. He does nothing wrong. He doesn't have the fumble issues like Jonathan Taylor does. Uh, he runs like Jonathan. He 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 has everything like Jonathan Taylor, except just he's just shorter, uh, and he catches better as well. He's a better receiver out of the backfield. Uh, I I don't see anything wrong with his game. I don't except that he's short. Uh, there's nothing wrong with his game at all. Yeah, yeah I mean, like I, I guess that's where for me is like when I'm trying to look at these guys, I'm trying to see like you know does he have something elite to him as a, like a as a in between the tackles kind of running back and I guess like I said for me that's where for me he fell short as I didn't see him as um as high level as a Jonathan Taylor or Dobbins um or Swift in between the tackles in the sense of um I just didn't feel like he's a guy that you know you're gonna you I don't feel like you can feel comfortable giving him 25 carries right I don't think he's that kind of guy I, I I would. Oh, that's. I think he's. I think he has that type of capability. I just think uh, the way LSU's offense is schemed, very pass heavy. I think they just didn't utilize him enough. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in the Alabama game where he, they had him. They had a single backfield. They had Joe Burrow under center, and they just gave him gave him the ball straight up the middle, uh, and he was able to do a really good job at it. Uh, there's just I don't, like I was, the one knack I do have about him is maybe uh, pick blitz ups. I think he's very inconsistent at that. I think sometimes you can see people get startled about like how much physical or how physical he can be, like picking somebody up on a blitz. But other times he does get he, because of his smaller stature, he does get driven backwards. Mm-hmm. But I just don't really see anything wrong with this game at all. That's why he's my number one. 
Number one running back. Yes. All right. Uh, so real quick, why is there anybody that you would kind of like to highlight or uh, talk about? Yes, there's a couple people. Obviously, like you said, Zach Taylor or Zach Taylor, Zach Moss. Uh, nothing. I don't think there's. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really, really good player. I just think maybe offensive line may have uh, pushed him down the list a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, another person that was that was comparing him to was a uh, Cam. Acres? Yeah, they, they gosh, autocorrect on this. I'll <laughs> tell you later. No, I'm not I'm going to tell you because you'll laugh. Uh, right. Yeah, but Cam Akers, uh, the off, the Florida State offensive line was so trash. Mm. Oh, my gosh. And you see the potential if he has a better team around him Yeah, that he could be a really good running back. So the first line I had on mind for Cam Akers was uh, best quarterback on the team, LOL. <laughs> like... Like, he just did not have anything around him, man. And Gosh, uh, I feel bad for him. I, I thought he just had great effort. I thought he had pretty good hands. I, li- I really did like his elusiveness, and I thought he had pretty good vision um, and a nice feel as a runner. Um, I just think, like you said, you just you weren't able to see, see much from him. Much from him because the offensive line was so bad that, like, more often than not, he was he had, like, three or four guys on him before he even had the football yeah um and so that was kind of unfortunate but i think he's a guy again a day three kind of guy that you could draft where he has those kind of traits you see where um he could be a valuable um asset to your team as a as a like a running back number two or whatnot yeah and also i think my maybe my second personal favorite running back besides uh clyde edwards hilaire is jj taylor okay yeah yeah. five uh, honestly so he was a guy that i I almost put into my top five. You almost left. I almost left Clyde Edwards. I don't know why you did off my top. Now five. you're talking about people that I wouldn't trust running through the middle of the hole. It'd, it'd be JJ but see, Taylor. like for me, I guess there was just this thing where, like, I don't know. He just looked like he was just better at doing it. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like at times, like he just looked like a better like running back. Yeah, right? I, I, yeah. Well, so. I, he does play bigger. Uh, was yeah. watching this. He ran over a Washington corner. Yeah, I mean, he's that five, was like six two, one eighty five. Like I mean, he's 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 a tank. pretty jacked. Yeah. yeah, he's a pretty, he's a tank for his size. And uh, I know he ran like a four six at the combine or something like that. Mm. Uh, let me double check this real quick. Uh, yeah, he ran a where is he? At? Yeah, he ran a four six at the combine, but he moves fast. And if you watch him on film, he's burning people. Uh, I just think uh, he's just not a good combine tester because he is short and. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you're gonna have shorter legs. It's gonna take you a lot longer to probably get somewhere. But yeah, he's really explosive yeah. out of cuts and through the yeah. Hole. But he is. Uh, he's played. He's he's very Tariq Cohen esque, very Darren Sproles esque. I know it's easy to compare them because of heights, but they're. I, I, he plays just like them. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a very good pass catcher. Like you say, he's a very good route runner. Uh, there's a couple of times where he just left linebackers in the dust on angle routes. Yeah. Uh, it's just unfortunate. Khalil Tate just didn't hit the ball to him mm-hmm. in, a good, in a good spot on some of those. Uh, I think he'll make a team very happy in a sixth, seventh, or fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen him at kick return or punt return, so I don't know if he but can I think do he has that ability. I think he I does, I definitely too. think he does. Uh, I think he could be a very special versatile running back for a team as well and then i know there's a, another person that you like a lot um and so uh yeah i mean you talked about Keyshawn vaughn so i won't touch on him uh cam Akers again a guy like jj taylor we just talked about him so two guys i'll mention real quick aj Dillon. um not much to say but i think he's just like that old school mm-hmm. you hand it off to him in the eye formation he's just gonna run over everybody um he was just a really productive dude there at boston college 
Um, I think he offers a really great value as a power back on day three. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, he's very well built, very strong, uh, just breaks through people. Um, like, not breaks tackles, he breaks through people. Yeah. Um, but I really like him. It's just, you know, he's not overwhelming. He's not going to be, like, a very versatile back. You're not going to put him in pass game, or you're not going to, like, expect him to really be, like, a home run threat. But, like, um, almost he almost kind of looks like a guy that you would almost move to fullback. With yeah. the ability to where like all right like we we trust you to run the football or be you beat the power back of the team yeah yeah um, so I I, li- I like watching him I just you know it's just not anything super special and I'll say a guy right here um, is Antonio Gibson now I know he played slot a lot more than running back uh, but I do feel like he translates to the NFL as a running back who can line up in the slot versus a slot receiver that you put in the backfield yeah he'll be one of those people like uh where did he come from like get picked in the fifth or sixth round and be like very productive as a rookie Mm -hmm. because you could put him everywhere Mm -hmm. like you know he could you know he could have uh and i even compared him i compared him more to a Tariq cohen or naheem hines like where um he's very good between the tackles he um so uh, i think he's compact and he's built well um i like i do like him a lot as a route runner just because he has that experience as a slot receiver um, he's not overly athletic. I uh, wouldn't say he's very a very dynamic athlete per se, but he's a dynamic football player, and I think there's a difference. Um, he has great kick return ability. Uh, you know, he just see he sees it well when he ha- you know when he's returning, and uh, I just really like that ability. And I, again, like even if anything, special teams is a huge part of the game. You put him in there, I think he could be a huge impact guy. Um, and I just feel like you know as a running back in the NFL. Um, he might need a little bit more of an adjusting because he yeah. played a lot of slot receiver at uh, Memphis. Um, but I think he's a physical dude. I think he breaks tackles well. I think he's got very good hands. And uh, like I said, I think he, you know, I think he compares more to like a Naheem Hines role. Um, and maybe that's just because I'm a Colts fan and that pops into my head. But I, I think you can put him out in the slot. Um, but I think you can very well much trust him in between the tackles. I think he's got good vision. I think he's just going to have to adjust a little bit more to uh, – taking handoffs and just being in that role a little bit more often than being in the slot. But I agree. A guy that can come in uh, from a day three pick and be productive on day one, uh, I think that's the kind of guy you see in him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah so, that, uh, so that, can, yeah, so that wraps it up, concludes our top five uh, running backs and our top five linebackers. Why, real quick, run down your running backs. Uh, my number five is uh, Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. Uh, my number four is DeAndre Swift from uh, Georgia. Number three is J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Number two is Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And my number one should be your number one, too. Okay. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire from LSU. All right, so my number five is Clyde Edwards Hilaire from LSU. <laughs> um, J.K. Dobbins is number four from uh, Ohio State. Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin is three. Zach Moss from Utah is two. And DeAndre Swift from Georgia is number one. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. I know we've done a lot of content um, out this week. And, uh, you know, I, I, and I know we said this kind of on pretty much every episode, but I've just really enjoyed doing this, diving into this draft class, and, mm-hmm. and really just getting a good feel for all the kind of players that we're going to see um, and possibly, uh, you know, mm-hmm. be able to, like, kind of look at over the next couple of years and see who's going to pan out or who's not and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, we do have another podcast coming tomorrow, so we'll be throwing more that way. You know, just with the draft coming up, there's just a lot to talk about and a lot to kind of go over. Um, and this will be our last uh, position rankings podcast coming up tomorrow. Um, it will be, and it'll be out Monday morning, and it'll be the rankings of the top receivers in this draft class. Yeah. Uh, 
we were going to originally do the top 10, but because this is such a deep receiver class and there's so many potential. Yeah, and there's um, a possibility there could be like five receivers in the, t- in the first round and maybe like eight to 10 between uh, the top 100 picks. So. Yeah, and so I, I just think it might just be a little bit better to go through our top 15 mm-hmm. um, and really kind of go through who we like, you know, who we think has great potential, who we think is ready now, um, the biggest playmakers, the most dynamic athletes. And I'm just really uh, ready to kind of dive into that because I've been kind of looking forward to the receivers just because it's it's a bigger list. It's such a deep class. Um, I've already kind of do, uh, dove into some of the some of these guys, and uh, it's it's pretty fun to watch. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, but why? Where can they find you? Uh, underscore Sparky underscore four. And you can find me at Varsity Ginger fifty five, and that's on Instagram and Twitter for both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you guys. You know, like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, I, I feel like we're getting on a pretty good roll as far as putting out content and just, um, uh, and, and putting out, I feel like pretty good content too. just having that, um, that knowledge and, um, and that feel for what we're doing right now with, uh, in terms of the draft and really putting in the work to, uh, understand the prospects, really evaluate these guys and really give our opinions and takes on who we think is good and who we might, you know, who we, who we disagree on. I mean, I thought we had a pretty big disagreement on running backs today. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm sure did. we'll talk about it off uh, off the podcast. But, again, we appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And uh, until the next episode, y'all, peace. See ya.